0: Most fans of true crime would love the chance to experience catching a killer. This is where Hunt a Killer comes in. This is the best way to get in the shoes of a real detective and feel like you're solving an actual real-life murder. I'm absolutely addicted to hack. I've been subscribed to their six-episode season since they were a thing and have played all but one of their standalone games. My office is filled with documents and evidence from their cases and there's nothing like filing away when you've solved and closed the case. If you'd like to get your hands on one Of their standalone cases, use our code Sirens at checkout on their website, www.hunakiller.com. And hey, every episode helps fund the Cold Case Foundation, a nonprofit that assists in bringing justice to unsolved cases throughout the country.
1: You're listening to Sirens, a true crime podcast brought to you by the Sirens Network. This podcast contains explicit content, so listener discretion is advised. The opinions expressed on this podcast are solely the views of the hosts and do not reflect the views of affiliates, associates, or sponsors of this podcast. And now, for a break from our regular programming for this special Supernatural episode, Holly's Hauntings.
0: Oh my gosh, it's been so long. It's been so long. A whole ass baby. A whole whole ass pregnancy. and A whole new house. A whole new house for you. And um, also, my child is now almost seven months old, if that says anything about
1: how long it's been since we recorded. Ah. We really appreciate your patience (laughs) like seriously Uh, well we failed you for over half a year (laughs) i'm so sorry sorry
0: we have big plans for this next season though so uh, oh my god i'm so excited like so many i'm so excited um and so hopefully we'll be getting we have like some special bonus episodes that i'm gonna throw out before the actual season so you don't have to wait too long for a couple of those but For the most part, we're going to be releasing, because I'll release this before um, Halloween. And so for the most part, we're going to release the episode once we have everything recorded and everything edited. So it's like, it's already been way, way less stress on me. Just like doing everything in bulk up front. I've already done all of the graphics for all of the episodes. um, And I've just been doing research as I go and so that way we can just like record easily later it's just been right. so much easier and this beautiful Rodecaster Pro oh, it's making everything so easy like um, we have guest interviews lined up and a couple of them are going to come in and sit down in the studio with me and we're still going to be able to hear you it's going to be <laughs> awesome so yeah we have a lot of plans and um I don't know. You probably don't know this, but um so like we planned out what um basically what episodes we're going to like what cases we were going to do this year like beforehand. Usually we're just like, "Oh, which one do we want to do?" So this time we did it beforehand and I've already got some like lined up for season 4. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh yeah, we're for sure doing that one next season." <laughs> which the case we're about to talk about. We're about to talk about um, Pitcher, the ghost town of Pitcher, Oklahoma. And there's a little tidbit in the end there that um, I want to later do an episode on because it needs to be done. So... Okay. Uh, however, let's... Do you want to just get started? Let's jump in. Okay, let's, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, first of all... <laughs> going to tell you about the ghost town of Pitcher, Oklahoma. Do you have any idea where Pitcher, Oklahoma is at all? Never heard of her. So it is up in the northeastern, literally the corner, like up in the little corner of Oklahoma. Um, and I can hear you typing. Are you are you Googling it? <laughs> <laughs> the rest of you Google along. <laughs> And so it's
1: yes. not spelled pitcher, so... No, it's luck. not
0: pitcher, it's P-I-C-H-E-R, pitcher. Pige. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all fancy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't zhuzh it up a little.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so, pitcher, pitcher, it's weird, you, you want to say that a T, but there's not a T in there, pitcher, pitcher. So it's located <laughs> in Ottawa County, um, here in Oklahoma. It was once a quaint little American mining community, and um, the town, which it's like, just like a quarter mile off of Route 66, like um, it used to be, so this huge national center for lead and zinc mining. Like, yeah, cars filled the streets, and um, the pitcher-led company was, like, this huge thriving business. It brought a lot of people to the area, and, like, neighbor- neighborhood kids would, like, play in their yards, and this was, like, all American. There was this, you know, high school basketball games and church bake sales, and, like, commerce was booming. It was, like, hardworking, um, what would you call it, like, blue-collar, small-town America. Um, and then in, uh, it literally went, and that was beginning in, I believe the early 1900s. And then by today it had, um, it at its peak, it's boom. It had like 14, 15,000 people kind of like Ada, Oklahoma. And then, uh, today it has zero. <laughs> so it is literally a ghost town.
1: God. Yeah. Sometimes I wish that would happen to Ada. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> Cut. Edit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just want them to start all over.
0: <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah. In um, in 2000, the population of Pitcher was uh, 1640. Because so it was dwindling. In 2010, it was 20, and then today, zero. <laughs> How oh my crazy! God. Is that? Yeah, wow, that is. That's it's it's pretty pretty wild, and I'm about to tell you why it's so wild. So we're gonna start with the Quapaw tribe. Um, I want to make a small note here. When I was doing research on this, oh, it really um, annoyed me and kind of pissed me off because just about every article that I came across would say pitcher quote once inhabited by Quapaw Indians and they would just like leave it at that um they also would say something like town founded after drillers find lead and zinc okay this is not what happened (laughs) (sighs) um (laughs) like at all classic google (laughs) yeah um note, we have got to stop minimizing what we did to the natives. <laughs> Period. Uh. And so, yeah, so I'm going to tell you about the actual first inhabitants of Pitcher, Oklahoma. And we're going to start with this. Ooh. So, the first inhabitants, um, obviously, the Quapaw Indians, they were removed into Indian Territory in 1834. And when they were moved by that time, there wasn't many left of them. Like, maybe in the dozens. And so they were given this small patch of land as reservation. And this was around 1834. And then in around 1905, they the Quapaw tribe discovered lead and zinc on their reservation oh god (laughs) you already know where this is going don't you (laughs)
1: yeah. much to my chagrin
0: yeah so the mining companies found out that they had discovered lead and zinc on their reservation and tried to get them to lease out their land to them And most of them, if not all of them, refused to lease out their lands to these mining companies. So, here's what Mm. happened. The mining companies knew, because this is 1905. This is early, early 1900s. They knew how much money could be made because mining was this, like, tycoon back then. So, they tried. (laughs) This is so stupid. They tried to acquire the land through the Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs. The BIA then went to Congress and had individual landowners declared incompetent on grounds of what I don't know, so that they could sign mining leases on their behalf. They basically stole, stole the land that they gave to them Oh my. after stealing the land. They stole God. the land and then they gave it back and then they stole the
1: land. And then, yeah. Oh, no, wait. There's, there's actually something worth having here. Yeah. We shouldn't have given you. We didn't mean to give you this. Oops,
0: oopsies. Jeez. So, yeah, that that basically happened to almost all of them that were landowners there. Um, and this actually came just in time for World War I. And uh, it actually led Pitcher to becoming this huge boom town. So, the town of Pitcher became an incorporated community in 1920 by that time it had a population of 9,726 the town was built around this lead and zinc mining and the pitcher mine shafts produced over half of the lead used to make bullets during World War I 50% of the lead and the zinc came from this mine which is insane to me that that much can come from that little small part of Oklahoma,
1: um, and so and it came from such bad. I don't know. It just came from such a bad situation, and then we used it in such a bad situation. Oh yeah, you know, like <laughs> typical <ugh>. us. <laughs> I just want to. I know. I just it just makes me want to shake my hands. Like just get it off me. God. Yeah, you can't. You can't though. Oh.
0: You just can't. Why are white men? I don't, I wish I, I could tell you, <laughs> I, but I cannot. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the community's contribution to the war effort continued through World War II. Um, the zinc and ore mines continued to just keep on churning out in demand of this material. They were processing 10 million pounds of ore per day. Per day. Ooh. And so, of course, the town became one of the largest exporters of zinc and lead in the world. Which is so insane to me that, like, you say, have you heard of Pitcher, Oklahoma? And they're like, nope. (laughs) Have you ever heard of lead? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, So years of extracting ore from the earth obviously led to these large piles of toxic waste. From mines scattered around the city, and with the wind, it's like blowing all over town. Um, these tons of mill sand are known as chat. So, chat just anybody out there who doesn't know, it's basically contaminated mine tailings. Uh, the whatnots of the mine that they don't need, don't want. They just like it. Kind of looks like um like gravel piles, but it's like the offings of what they don't use of the zinc and the lead, and they just started like
1: piling them around town mm-hmm. <laughs> because and it's, there's a ton. <laughs> like there's a metric shit ton, which is an, an actual unit of measurement of limestone too. Oh, When it comes to, like, mining in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. That's what... I mean... Yeah. If I were to show you an overview of, like, where they do the one in Ada. Yeah. The cement plant. Oh, yeah. Where their dynamite shack and all that stuff is, where they... Like, it's got the most beautiful pool of water because it's limestone, so it looks like it's somewhere super exotic. It's, like, greenish-blue. It's real pretty. (laughs) But it's from doing something horrendous to the earth. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? (laughs) Oops again.
0: It's so pretty. (laughs) Yeah, and, I mean, and this stuff is, like, super toxic. Like if you were mining today, you would literally have to have like containers to put this chat in to be transported. And then like all the, like all of these steps. I know they were just like throwing it out in piles in the middle of town, which is awesome. I guess
1: here, breathe this. Everything's fine.
0: Exactly. And, and it was, it literally was like with the wind being blown in through town. And like, people would say that there were like layers of dust, like all over town layers and layers and it's just all so toxic. And so they were the residents were exposed to these toxins literally every time they stepped outside their doors if not like in the summer they leave their windows open and it's just blowing in their house. They at the time had no idea of the of the hazards of this stuff and you know they would let their kids ride their bikes up and down the chat piles I mean, some parents even used the chat to fill their kids' sandboxes.
1: I Things we didn't know 101. <laughs> I, it, I mean, take exactly. a fucking, remember when lead paint? Remember when? Yeah. But like, the whole lead paint on baby cribs thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turns out not cool. Tur- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not Turn- very cash money of us.
0: <laughs> turns out not cool. <laughs> cool. Did <laughs> not <Didn't> the, <laughs> the atomic era taught us a lot of things. Yeah, I know. And it's and it's ugh, it's so sad. So, um so yeah, I mean, they were they were literally using this like leftover chat they would make um parking lots out of it. They would fill the roads in with it. They would um use it to finish their driveways. They would use it in home foundations just literally because i mean it was just sitting there and the mind was like yeah we don't want that and we're not going to get rid of it ourselves so how about (laughs) it residents figure it out yeah (laughs) and so yeah um they were just basically bathing themselves in it every day uh and (sighs) most of the chat still exists in picture today there's a seven thousand acre ridgeline of chat piles, some of them as high as three hundred feet tall, just hanging out in town. Um, mercy. Yeah, if you there are pictures, and I like highly suggest that if you've never seen pitcher, Oklahoma, you start doing some Google image searches because it'll blow your mind. There's a photo of the town, like an aerial view of the town. Um, and you can see the town, and then behind it, it looks like it like it's a mountain town, is what it looks like. And it's not mountains at all. It's all chat. And it's like 200, 300 feet tall, and it's like just these mountain lines. And it's not mountains. Um, and all of that was just literally washing into the town every day. So, uh, according to the U.S. Bureau of Mines, they produced 1.7 million tons of lead... And eight point eight million tons of zinc between eighteen ninety one and nineteen seventy at a profit of about two hundred and two million dollars. That I just want to say should have been the Quapaws. I'm just. I'm I was just gonna saying. say like,
1: what the <laughs> fuck we're giving this. We're make first of all. Okay. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> you got started. <laughs> you want to give these people. A place to seek refuge, you want to take away their chance at, at selling this to white people in the first place, mm-hmm. then they're going to go above your head and above your own federal justice system, whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, the Bureau of Indian Affairs, you want to go above their heads, and then we're going to use everything for war, Yeah, like back to the government and yep. not... Just surely, some little part of that could have gone to these people. Oh, no. Just no, we're greedy. (laughs) Instead of making your tribe like basically instinct, like just greedy, greedy, greedy. That's that's
0: literally what it comes down to. Greedy, greedy, greedy. It's disgusting. So, um, in 1967, the mines finally shut down because of industrial abuse. One hundred and seventy-eight million tons of chat was left behind. Well, who
1: declared that? Was there any kind of EPA or anything back oh, then? Like any?
0: Yeah. Oh, nothing. Yeah, we'll get
1: to we'll okay. get to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay.
0: But there was fourteen thousand mine shafts running under this town. Technically, Jesus tits. Technically, there still is.
1: <laughs> well, so, like a human ant colony. Yes.
0: Yes. Gross. They took as much as they could, literally, and 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 that's the problem that we're about to. I'm about to start telling you about, um, because it was it left the ground extremely unstable, mm-hmm. uh, and they also, when they left, the industrial water pumps were shut off and eventually refilled with groundwater because nature likes to take its course, and. All of that started leaking acid into Tar Creek, which ran right there next to the town. And that creek empties into Grand Lake. Just BT dubs, if you've ever been there. You don't want to swim in it. (laughs) So according to experts, even the fish couldn't survive in these creeks. Like, at all. Um, And shortly after the town's water became toxic to drink children would come home with like supposed sunburns um and there was so much toxicity in the water that it was actually chemical burns on their bodies and they would have orange hair that like wouldn't wash out from the chemicals from just swimming just swimming the mining induced eroded soil It made sinkholes, they had cave-ins, this was all becoming a serious risk. And then one woman, Karen Harvey, who lived in Pitcher from 1960 to 2002, um, at the age of 18, she had to undergo corrective surgery due to bone growth in her ears. At the time, she tested at a 65 IQ and was dyslexic. This is a side effect of lead poisoning. This is what happens. Uh, they they say that like ADHD, really really bad ADHD stems from lead poisoning, low IQs, low test scores, dyslexia, and other um, other problems like that can all come from lead poisoning. And so, <laughs> even even with all of this going on, they can tell something is wrong. They're still just going about their business. So finally in 18 or 1983 the federal government included the mining town as a Tar Creek Superfund site and it was a program to aid the communities of Pitcher and Cardin Oklahoma. So federal authorities surveyed the area and identified hazardous sites and the EPA designated funds to uh, cap the mine shafts. And deliver clean water to the pitcher community. But residents were already suffering from the effects of this contamination. So, yeah, so the EPA came in uh, and really all they did was hand out water. And then finally in two thousand four, I mean I mean really that's they were like, okay, we're gonna designate funds to cap the mine shafts, but then they didn't finish doing that. And then they That's so FEMA of you. I know. Right. All right, so in two thousand four the EPA technical assistance grant funded studies that proved Disease rates in the tri state mining region were 20 to 30 percent above average. Chronic lung disease was 2,000 times higher. 2,000 times. The high school sports teams from nearby towns started refusing to come to Pitcher to play anymore because they're like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, and then I would be, too. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Um, and then, okay, so then they had uh, blood tests done in the nineties to establish that sixty-three percent of the children that had grown up there were suffering from lead poisoning. And guess what's done about it? They literally, Fuck off. they literally put a billboard up, <laughs> a billboard campaign called "quote Don't put lead in your head." end quote That just encouraged hand washing because that's gonna solve it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not
1: gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. it, it. Literally,
0: literally all they did. Have
1: you ever worn a mask for, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is probably
0: yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the Environmental Protection Agency spent over $140 million to replace the topsoil. They apparently removed the top 6 to 10 inches of soil from people's yards. And that's another thing that they did. I don't know how like if all of the yards were done or if it was just like two or three. I I don't know. Uh, And then in the 2000s, Pitcher was finally deemed unlivable and evacuated. So the Army Corps of Engineers said that 86% of the town was at risk of collapsing in on itself. And if you go to Google and you're Googling these images like you should be, you'll see the giant (laughs) sinkholes all over the town. And in some cases, they have even eaten houses down into them. Um, And so when the government evacuated this is this kind of the cool part but should not have come to this um when they evacuated uh they started this buyout to relocate the rest of the people who were like we don't have anywhere to go so we can't leave and there were 52 residents that like just that they couldn't leave because they had nowhere to go. And so the government Mm. started, yeah, the government started this buyout to relocate them, and they offered to buy their land at $55 per square foot. And I'm not sure if that's good or bad, because I've known nothing about real estate. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of shitty, but it was... But the kind of cool part is that most, if not all, of the land then reverted back to the Quapaw tribe. Like the... Oh. Uh, the uh, yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: oh. um,
0: yeah, they, they ended up getting back about 80% of their lands. And, um... <laughs>
1: Congratulations. <laughs> this is,
0: yeah, here, we fucked it up. Here, you can have it back.
1: Oh my... god. It just never ends. <laughs> it doesn't. It's so it's <sighs> so
0: bad. It's so bad. Um, I would have been like, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, God, no. What Mm-mm. are we gonna do with it? Um, <laughs> but then in two thousand six, uh, federal inspectors determined that as many as nine out of ten of the buildings in town could collapse into the abandoned mines underground, literally at any time. That's cute. Perfect. Great. So glad. So so glad. And in 2008, the EPA finally made the decision to start cleaning up the chat. In 2008! They began, they actually began in 2009, um, but the original, the tribe thought that they needed to be the ones in charge of the cleanup, uh, since they were reclaiming reclaiming their land. And um, they could also offer experts they had experts um in cleaning stuff like this whereas like the state would have to hire contractors and it would make it more expensive and of of course the state was like oh yeah let's save money right (laughs) and let the tribe do it so in 2014 the tribe took over the cleanup of the area and so far and the tribe just like got right on it they did not wait and so far, they have cleaned up around 3 million tons of chat since 2014. Um, the, the weird part is, though, is that uh, they kind of, like, just stuffed it back down in the mines. <laughs> <sighs> um, so, <laughs> it's still there, Uh. You know what let I'm I just want to like put a warning out here um while this is a extremely creepy town like please don't go there (laughs) if you're listening to this please don't go there there's so many things that can
1: kill you (laughs) Bad, 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 bad. <laughs> Just stay away from it. That tainted bad. Yeah. Probably cursed, hexed bad.
0: Oh, for sure. That's what a lot of people say. That's like why I wanted to do this one for Spooky Season, because a lot of people are like, that town is cursed, and it's because they stole that land. A lot of that chat is is still there, um, and experts say it could take another couple decades before the town is fully cleaned, and who knows how long before it's actually non-toxic again. We don't know. Uh, The federal government retained control of the chat. However, even though the tribe is the one cleaning it up, the government retained control of the chat and its profits. After they removed the sediment, they sold chat to paving companies as a strengthening agent in asphalt. Later, they allowed the Quapaw to assist in the sales. In 2017, the EPA granted the Quapaw $4.9
1: million in cleanup assistance. Like, I have such a problem with authority, first of all, Mm -hmm. but then, just like in school, whenever you had to have permission to go to the bathroom, like, you got me fucked up. I don't need permission to go pee from you, Daniel, Coach, (laughs) whatever the fuck your name is, like, I, no, like, I don't need, I'm gonna stand up and walk the fuck out of this room, if you ask me where I'm going, I'm gonna get gory about it, like, you wanna talk about my shark week? Like, I just... I just don't know. what do you think I'm gonna do I'm gonna fuck up. let me just go I'm gonna go hide behind the bushes and shoot up some black tar heroin yeah. what do you think I'm up to honestly like why do you need that much power over what the fuck I'm doing like no and, Jesus. and
0: for them to
1: take, allowed. take they okay, allowed so, them to do yeah, something
0: and they took their land they gave it back and they took it again and then finally they were like here it's all fucked up you can have it well, It was like, they
1: took it, they ruined it, they wrecked it. <laughs> they ruined it. it. They, they absolutely wrecked it, yeah. They basically condemned an entire town. An entire town. Yeah, like, you can have it. It's not worth anything to us anymore.
0: But then, but then when they're cleaning it up, they're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I can sell some of that. <laughs> I, I need God. that one, that pile right over there. Don't touch that pile. Like, it's so stupid. Thirty. There's still about 30 million yards of chat that remain in picture to this day. Thirty million
1: yards. Uh, so chat. what the hell are you supposed to? I mean, what do you do with that? What is you? What do you do with that? They stuff it back in the mines. <laughs> they I'm sell it, it up and crop dust this with it. <laughs> I'm gonna be one of those guys right now.
0: They they s- apparently sell it to be put in asphalt, which I still think like there should be some sort of regulation on that. Maybe there wasn't then, and there is now. I don't know. Um, but also. Uh, I believe there's some sort of containers that they were also starting to store them in. I cannot remember what they're called. But um, they're it's like knocking it out a little at a time. Because, I mean, it's toxic. So you basically have to give workers this, like, form that's like, hey, if you work here, you might get sick. So you have to, like, consent to that. And like it's it's just slow, slow cleaning it up, um, and like not even uh, wildlife can live there. In 2015, they found more than a thousand migratory birds all dead, just laying around in pitcher. Like Ooh. yeah, no fish. No birds. No, it's, and that's the thing is they say like when you drive through there, that's one of the things that gives people the chills is because there's no sound. There's like no sound. There's no nature sounds. You hear, you can hear the sound of water, but you can't hear birds. You can't hear frogs. You can't hear because nothing can survive there. About half the town had finally moved in 2008. And here's, here's the, this is one of the why I think it's cursed parts To make things worse, in 2008, May 2008, an EF-4 tornado came through, leveled some of the buildings on the main streets, it destroyed over a hundred homes, it displaced some of the remaining residents, and it killed six people.
1: Wait, this is when there were still residents there?
0: Yeah, there were a few residents left oh. in 2008. They, remember, by 2000 there were only 20 people left in town oh my and God, we just and killed, killed six, six of them six with
1: people. yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. I think it's cursed. For I think sure. it's
0: cursed. Yeah. The people who stuck around were like some combination of stubborn and survivalist, I guess. Um and there was a story ran in, I believe, a magazine called Wired on Pitcher in 2010. By then, most of the town had been condemned, burned, or looted. And one resident had even caught... Ca- it's so st- <laughs> One resident had even caught an indie film company shooting a porn movie there in the abandoned chapel.
1: Uh... <laughs>
0: With the population at just 20, people were bartering or making special trips to nearby towns for supplies. And they turned one of the chat hills into a shooting range. Another one, they ride ATVs. (laughs) I'm not going there. (laughs) One man had added bigger tires to his truck in order to drive through the toxic dust. Mm -hmm. these people called themselves quote chat rats (laughs) I knew you'd like that oh oh my god I knew you'd like
1: that (laughs) despite the scientific evidence that this kills things
0: yes yes how dumb is that
1: uh, there's a fine line between brave and stupid I guess just saying it just reminds me of those guys on Mad Max the half lives or whatever yeah
0: like what are you doing you know what survival of the fittest I don't know what to say at that
1: point I'm just like you know I have that feeling a lot Yeah,
0: <laughs> we've told you 16 million times to get out and you're still here and you're riding your ATVs through it I'm. there's only so much we can do <laughs> I tried. We tried. So, the Burger Basket, which proudly proclaimed itself as the last place in pitcher, was finally demolished in 2011. And the last man standing, Gary Linderman, died at age 60 due to, quote, sudden illness. He was the last man that lived in town. He owned a pharmacy there called Old Minor Pharmacy, and people would come from miles around uh, when they visited this ghost town, and they would visit his pharmacy. It was the only thing open. They called him Lights Out Linderman, because it said that when he would eventually, I guess, leave, he would turn the lights out on the town if he ever left. Linderman and his staff of three often delivered medications to customers in rural areas of nearby Arkansas, Kansas, and Missouri, and... And apparently if somebody couldn't afford the drugs the doctor ordered, he'd give them as free samples or he'd just give them for free. Yeah, so he might have been a holdout, but I feel like he did it for a good reason. The charter of Pitcher, the town itself, was dissolved in 2013, making the town of Pitcher formally no more. As of 2014, only 10 people lived in town and by that time, the government had spent $301 million on teardown and cleanup, with another $178 million projected for digging new wells and setting up water treatment facilities. I mean, it is, it's literally a ghost town in the truest sense of the term. Um, the schools were closed down, the businesses shut their doors for good, Pictures pitchers' area population literally dropped from 1640 down to 20, then down to 1, then down to 0. I mean, you still can't... You still can't go there. I just want to reiterate, like, the air is toxic, the ground is sinking, um, there's, there's some bad stuff going on there, so don't be like, oh, we should, we should go check out Pitcher. Don't, don't tell people we, t- we, we did not send you there, okay? Just FYI. Stay away from it. There used to, they used to have a museum there, and apparently... What? Uh, yeah, Yeah, apparent, it was the Pitcher Mining Museum and apparently it was on the National uh, Registry of Historic Places and it might still be uh, but just FYI it does not exist anymore so if you see that and it's like I'm going to go there and see that that it's not there anymore Um, it (laughs) burned in a fire (laughs) and no longer exists oh my Uh, god yeah and (sighs) the things that did survive were moved to other Museums, So, I mean, it's, you know, it's not there. Like, yeah, fires, tornadoes, natural disasters, toxic water, toxic air, um, sinkholes. Like, what else can we add to this, right? Well, let me tell you. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> this uh, next thing I'm going to tell you is something that I want to cover in season four. So, I'm not going to give just a whole bunch of detail because I want to cover that in another episode. But hopefully, it'll pique your interest and we'll do this on season four. So, but the Loria Bible and Ashley Freeman case. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, I'm, I'm not going to give any details, uh, but they okay. were two 16 year old girls that went missing. And. Um, I believe it was one of their parents uh, got murdered, and then they went missing. Well, they're literally opening a new investigation now, like like right now, um, and they just went out to Pitcher to do a town search with um, uh, cadaver dogs and stuff like that because they got new information that the town of Pitcher was possibly... The last place that these girls were, and that they may have possibly have been held there for like at least a week, being tortured. Yeah, being in a ghost town. Yes, being tortured and raped and murdered there. Oh my god. Well, so apparently at the time, someone who who owned some land there um, had what I, I believe was like cleaning it cleaning up or something the the property and saw um her neighbor which I say neighbor but what I mean is the person who owned the property next to her because like you can't live there um but the person who owned the property next to her was there which is odd obviously because it's picture and you're not supposed to be there really Um, And she saw him like carrying cement bags and like doing a bunch of like shady shit over there. And so she called it into OSBI and said, hey, I think there's something funky going on over there. Well, it ended up being a suspect in this case. Um, And they apparently he had been a suspect for a while, but the case has been cold since the 90s, I believe 1999. And they just like could never really connect him. And so they went to this um, property in Pitcher in a fucking ghost town and took cadaver dogs out there and, and searched a bunch of areas and haven't found anything yet. It, we may have updates by the next, by the time we do this or whatever. Um, but anyway, yes, that ended up being a possible uh, last known location for these two girls, which is very strange. Uh, And I I guess, like, if you know about the place, um, you know that nobody's going to be there to stop you, and no one's going to hear screams or anything like that. So, and just FYI, their bodies have never been found. Uh, It's it's still cold as of right now. So, um, also, just a little bit of weird information that um, you might like: Joe Don Rooney from Rascal Flats. You know that guy? He's from Pitcher, Oklahoma. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything.
1: I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. So, so there's,
0: you know, there's that information. Um, Yeah, I don't, it's hard for me to go, somebody is from Pitcher, Oklahoma, because nobody has lived there since, like, what, what did I say, 2015, something like that? Mm. Yeah, but Weird weird so let's get to the um the hauntings and the uh the deaths let's talk about the deaths that occurred within pitcher because there were 14,000 mines obviously there were a lot of deaths in connection with mining the exact number is not known I only found recorded numbers for certain years. Um, And I don't know if if it was like, we don't want to record this because we don't want to put people off into working here, which I assume it probably was. Um, But I know at least in 1939, there were five miners killed at once in Pitcher. Then in 1953, there were three. Miners killed at once um, in Pitcher. And so I know that there were way more deaths there. We just don't know exactly how many. I'm guessing probably at least in the hundreds. Um, And uh, I know that there have been at least 150 deaths in the town of Pitcher. uh, Including, quote, natural causes. So... A lot of, uh, for a small town, you know, a lot of death there. So then in 2018, they found the body of 20-year-old Tyler Appleby. He was discovered by hunters just south of Pitcher. Police said he had no connection with Oklahoma because he was from Missouri. and They had no idea why he was there. The cause of death wasn't released. Uh, but oddly enough, the headlines said, like, um, OSBI needs help solving murder. <laughs> but then that was, like, it. That's all they would say. And then I'm pretty sure it's still a cold case today. Um, but he was not... Uh, <sighs> I hate speaking ill of the dead, but um, he was not a good person. <laughs> I he didn't t- <laughs> make good choices? Well, um, I took a look at his Facebook page. Um, and it is, every single post on it is just belligerent, like, I'm gonna kill everyone, I'm going to mass shoot everyone, and then a lot of, like, uh, very derogatory words that I'm not even gonna go there, um, But I think maybe um, I saw a lot of comments saying that he was um, an addict and that he was like at at a lot of times he was like floating between places that he lived and like all this stuff. And he was also like maybe had some mental issues and stuff like that. So Uh, I don't know why he was killed. (laughs) but probably using the n-word a lot (laughs) had something to do with it i'm just saying (sighs) so i mean i'm just just throwing that out there um but it but it is kind of strange that he would be found right near pitcher when he was like from missouri and he'd never been. but like where in
1: missouri because pitcher and missouri are like they are away from each other
0: um i don't remember where it said he was from in missouri but uh i want to say it was i want to say at some point they said like 50 miles between the two and they i guess he didn't have a vehicle so they weren't exactly sure how he got there it's i don't know very strange But so that's still a cold case. Like if you, I guess if you know anything about that, you know, call the OSBI (laughs) if you want or don't. I don't. (laughs) I'm not gonna tell you what to do. (laughs) So then this year, um, a man was uh, riding his motorcycle through the area and he hit a pole and he died instantly. Jesus. Um, Yeah, and then so I mean. people you can't stop people like there are signs all over the place that says do not enter um like trespassing and all this stuff um but obviously you can't stop people from going in there ghost hunting (laughs) i mean i i don't know how many just videos alone i came across on youtube that it was just people going in there and lollygagging around (laughs) In the, the most shit? dangerous place in America. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, the, these people claim that you can hear motorcycles like riding really close to you through town. And then you look up and like, you think a motorcycle is coming and you look up and there's nothing there. Um, they also say that... Um, you can hear mining sounds if you're really quiet you can hear like ambient mining sounds um
1: they also say that um you how can, the shit does anyone know what a mining sound sounds i like? i
0: guess they mean because one person actually said like a, a pick hitting like ting ting like stuff like that like a pick mm-hmm. hitting rock or whatever Okay. Um, And like a lot of those at once, that was one experience um, that I saw. And then uh, a lot of people say you can hear children playing. And then, which is, I mean, it's kind of like kids are creepy anyway, right? So, I mean, you can hear kids playing. And then apparently, you know, because this is... (sighs) established in the late 1800s the early 1900s apparently like music boxes were a thing and you could hear the sound of music boxes playing just out in the distance and like it just be Ugh, really I've creepy. already had enough of your sound effects.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is a new thing we're doing and I love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Please just remember that I'm recording in a whole new house, in a giant room. I should have shut the freaking door that's next to me for one thing. You know what? We're doing it right now. Yeah, go over there and shut
0: the There's a bunch of things people say that they can hear that um, if you're just really quiet, especially at night, I don't know what it has to do at night, but it doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, mining would have happened during the day and not at night, but I can also see that if they had some sort of like cave-ins or something, I know that they would have worked through the night to get those miners out. So that's also a possibility. Um, But yeah, so those are all the creepy things that they say that they hear in the ghost town of Pitcher, Oklahoma.
1: Thanks for listening to this special Supernatural episode, Holly's Hauntings. Catch more next time on the Sirens Podcast. Do we have an outro? That's our outro, isn't it?